Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from every single week. There's seriously something for everyone on the website, and all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh. Enjoy! you guys you are listening to the she's going places podcast i'm your host taylor and welcome back to another wednesday i am coming to you live from an utter state of denial that i am currently in my last semester of college i know we've been talking about it i've mentioned it but now that i'm here and now that school has started i am in an actual denial disbelief. I'm confused. I don't really have the words. I'm overwhelmed. There's a lot of emotions going on over here. So please be thinking of me as a, and really honestly, any seniors in college. It is such a weird feeling knowing that you're really close to like being done with school. Granted, I want to go to grad school, but for now I'm done with school. And so here I am a second semester senior with lots of thoughts in her head. (laughs) And this week I've been asked a ton by my friends and peers in person from y'all sending me DMs, all the things is that it's like, okay, Taylor, it's the school year. I need some tips about time management. I need to figure out how to handle my schedule. And honestly, I've been asking myself the same thing. I always go into breaks and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like nothing to do during the semester. Like in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get to do whatever. And then all of a sudden I get back to school and then the last few days, I've realized how many commitments I have, how many responsibilities I have, all the things that I need to do this semester, that my classes are going to be a little bit more demanding than I ever anticipated. And so I sit here wondering the same thing. How do I handle it all? How do we manage it all? Where do we start? Well, before we hop into that, not to leave you on a cliffhanger, we need to do our going places and going nowhere moments of the week because I didn't get to do them last week because I gave a whole shebang of a life update. So we're going to break it down. Don't forget, always share with me your going places and going nowhere moments of the week. I love hearing from you all about how you're doing and what's going on in your lives. So let's hop into mine. My going places moment of the week is a fresh start, new school year, duh. And it's just the feeling of getting your life together. There wasn't really a need to be super organized this summer because my days were really cut and dry. I was either working all day or I didn't really have a bunch of small things on my to-do list or a really long to-do list at all. And I didn't have a bunch of like tiny meetings and scheduled whatevers. And so being back at school has reignited my heart for scheduling and planning things. Wow, we love a good planner. We love to schedule. I'll get into it. You guys probably know what soapbox I'm going to go on later. But it's just, it feels good to get your life together. Sometimes it's really overwhelming. When I got back and like dumped all my stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. 
But don't you just feel like the best version of yourself? Maybe it's just me. But like when your room is organized and your stuff's in a certain place and you have your protein bars stocked in the pantry and you can grab a Celsius on the way out and all of your dinners and lunches are planned and meal prepped, which I did do. Um, you have a schedule, you have places to be, things. It's just really exciting for me. There's something about having a routine and having things that are really structured that makes me happy. Like I love the fact that when I woke up today, I didn't have to think about what I was eating for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's already been decided. It's already planned. It's already been grocery shopped for. I didn't have to think about where something was because my room is clean and organized and I know where things are. I didn't have to think about my schedule. Everything's in my calendar. Everything I needed to do was written down. There's just something about it that like you're not wasting energy in your head trying to think about what you need to do because you just have it all down somewhere and then you can actually be present. That's actually honestly relates a lot more to this episode than I even intended because this is literally just my going places moment, but it's true. And so that's why I feel like this episode is so timely about getting organized, but we'll get there. My going nowhere moment of the week though is that at the same time I am a little frazzled. I know I had mentioned this like uh, weird feeling about being a senior and what's funny about doing school while like being engaged and planning all the different things that I'm doing is that for some reason I had romanticized this last semester in my head and really thinking that academically I wasn't going to have to do that much. And let me tell you, I've been, I've gone to my syllabus classes and there's much to do. And so I was a little unrealistic about how hard I was going to have to work this semester academically. And so I might have bitten off more than I can chew. But if you know me, and maybe this is my toxic advice, is I always somehow manage it and I always somehow handle all of it and I'm horrible about saying no to things. I'm about to give you completely contradictory advice in a few minutes. But if we're being honest, that's like where my natural state goes. It's just pile, 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 pile. But me and you are going to talk through and work out why that's bad for you and how you can do better. And maybe I'll come to like some epiphany by the end of this episode. But yeah, that's my going nowhere moment. And also just maybe it's like the expectations versus reality. I know I always talk about that on here of what you imagine something looking like in your head versus what it's like. I would definitely caution you to be careful with these expectations because also it's the beginning of the school year, like nothing is probably looking exactly the way you thought. You're not really in a groove. But I've definitely already had some things that I had high expectations for that are not being met and that can sometimes be overwhelming and really disappointing. And I think it's really easy to like bog yourself down about these things or to get like overly upset about them or frustrated. And there has been things like honestly recently that have been a little bit more difficult or taxing, but it's really all about your mindset. And that's something that I have not like achieved about the current, like how I'm currently doing. Like I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm on the other side of it. This is just me being honest. And maybe even just saying this to myself, it's all about what you think about it. Things are only negative if you tell yourself that they're negative. Things are only bad or sad if you let yourself be sad about it. And so you can really turn anything negative into something positive or if it's super negative, maybe into something neutral and choose to focus on more positive things in your life. I think the most important thing that you have is your mind and what you think. And I've been really trying to take captive of my thoughts lately. And so... That's definitely something I'm working on. It's definitely a going nowhere moment because it's a work in progress, but I will hopefully be going places when I achieve this new mindset. Okay, let's hop into the episode because I know you guys have 
or you're probably busy. And so you don't have time to sit down and hear me ramble about all sorts of things. So we need to hop right into time management. I'm going to value your time. I'm going to use your time wisely. I'm going to use my time wisely while recording this episode and keep it as brief as I can. Literally, I always see funny things from y'all. We're like, Taylor says she's going to make the episode short. And it's like episodes 45 minutes. And so I'm going to do my best. You guys know. I uh, We'll see how long it is. You guys can laugh because you can see how long it is. I don't know yet, but let's hop in. I get these questions and I get DMs or maybe people swipe up on like question boxes or send me emails, honestly. I'm like, Taylor, how do you handle all of the things that you do? Or Taylor, how do I handle all the things that I want to do? Or how do you do it all? Help, I can't, I'm falling apart, there's lots of things, my brain is going to explode. And so I'm here as your internet big sister to help you with all of my time management tips. You guys know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I feel like I've done all the things. Like I've I've been crazy busy and I have gotten a lot of big tasks under my belt and I, I would argue that I'm typically a really organized person, really on my tasks. I'm really good at balancing a lot of things, not necessarily multitasking because apparently multitasking isn't actually that effective, but more so like having a lot on my plate and getting it done. And so first things first, that if you've been listening to the podcast, I've talked about this, but I'm even, I feel even more passionate about it now. Google Calendar. Google Calendar has changed my life. I know that sounds seriously so dramatic. I wish Google Calendar was a sponsor of this week's episode because I'm about to rave about it. And technically, you don't have to do Google Calendar. Any kind of calendar, use a planner. But I'm going to talk about Google Calendar because that's what I use and I'm obsessed with it. Over the summer, I always lose my flame about Google Calendar because there's not that much to schedule. But I get back to the school year and man... I just want to stare at my Google Calendar all day. Okay, okay. We need, maybe you are not like me and you're literally thinking this girl's a psychopath. Like she cannot be this passionate about a calendar. But if you are like me, you're feeling really seen right now. And so I'm talking to those people. First things first. If you are not a calendar person, that's okay. Hopefully by the end of this, you'll feel a little bit better about a calendar. If you're a go with the flow person, I don't know what it's like in your brain. I physically cannot do that. But... If you're wanting to be better about time management, I really find a lot of value in calendars because they are just like the best, the cream of the crop, the thing that keeps me going. First things first, make it aesthetic. I am an aesthetic gal. Like if something is not aesthetic, which don't get me wrong, there's tons of things in my life that aren't, but the amount of joy that I find from aesthetic makes me doing tasks easier. And I know that sounds silly, but I sat and recolor coded my Google Calendar for about two hours the other day. And let me tell you why. I have been using like the Google Calendar like general colors for like the last two years and they've been fine. But I took the time to create all new calendars where you can like hand pick the hex code of the color. And my Google Calendar now is like neon bright trendy color aesthetic and it honestly it just makes my brain so happy and I don't know the science behind it but let's pretend I feel like now when I look at my calendar like endorphins or like my brain just gets really excited looking at my calendar a because there's really bright colors 
and that's really appealing to me. I love color and having my calendar look the way it does. I'm going to pull it up right now so I can just stare at it. It's just like all of my favorite colors. Like I have like a bright neon pink. I have like a really trendy uh, green that I've been using a lot on like She's Going Places Story. Like neon orange. I have like super light baby pink like the SGP pink for all my SGP stuff. A beautiful blue. Like the colors are just like my vibe. And the difference is is that the Google Calendar colors. Some of you are probably like what are you even talking about? But the Google Calendar colors are just kind of boring. And I've just gotten so used to them that I think when I look at my calendar, I was just kind of like, about all of it because I had just gotten so used to the colors. So I'm obsessed with my calendar again, which I haven't been. And so if you're feeling a little bleh about like scheduling or your calendar, put all of your favorite colors on there. Another reason why this is really practical is because of the bright colors, at least for me, I'm definitely more likely to remember what's on there without having to check a bunch of times because I'm now paying attention a lot more because I love how it looks and I'm constantly wanting to look at it and add things to my calendar because I just genuinely enjoy using it. I know it kind of sounds funny, but it's just the new colors. It was just like a, a refresh and so if your calendar needs a re refresh, this is your sign. Totally do it. My next tip with Google Calendar is to put everything in there, and I mean everything. Like the people who just use it for your class schedule, that's not enough. I put every social adding, every coffee date, every lunch meeting. I schedule out time to check things off of my to-do list. Every training, my sorority chapters, meetings that I have, literally everything. Like I like to schedule out my day from top to bottom like without free space like I'm looking and there's free space now because I'm trying not to like make myself feel crazy but I normally like to even like schedule breaks or time to like literally sit down and like watch TikTok or talk. like I just love scheduling everything because then honestly I feel so much more productive when I'm able to go back and look at my day and see every single thing that I did I'll even add things to my calendar once I've already done it to like be like oh that's what I did for these two hours I know it's kind of crazy but I'll get into why I do that in a second it's just by putting everything in there, you feel like you're back into a routine. You feel like you have control over your schedule, which is so important. I feel like times when people are overwhelmed by time management or they aren't enjoying scheduling or they feel like they can't balance, it's because their schedule overwhelms them. But when you're able to put it into a calendar that you like looking at, it really concisely shows you what you're doing and then you're not overwhelmed because you're like, okay, I have time allocated for all of the things I need to do today. So now I can solely focus on the one thing that I have scheduled to do right now as opposed to sitting there and like having a big to-do list and then you're super overwhelmed because you don't know where to start or while you're working on one thing, you're like, oh, maybe I need to be working on the other thing. And honestly, it just really cuts into your productivity. And so definitely recommend scheduling. Like that's just a huge part of my life. Let's talk about color coding. Why I love color coding, and it's more than just the aesthetic, is now, okay, now it's all in the pretty colors that I absolutely am obsessed with. We're so happy about it. Love looking at my calendar. At the end of my week, or even during my week while I'm scheduling, I'm able to look. And here's how my calendars are, like, rocked up. So I have, like, my class calendars or, like, school-related things. I have a um, sorority, like, schedule. I have Ketchum, which is where I work. I have like row gamma stuff, so like recruitment, I have she's going places, I have social slash fun plans, I have tasks, I have things to do slash errands, like I have things different and all of those are in different colors. And so then I'm able to look at my week 
and see, oh wow, there was a lot of neon pink this week, which means I was in class a lot, or there was a lot of green, so I was at training, or wow, there's a lot of like this beautiful purple, and that means I did a lot of social things this week, or I have planned that much. And so what's really good about having colors is that you're able to really categorize what you're doing and how you're spending your time. And you can evaluate which colors are predominantly taking up your time. And then you can ask yourself, how does that make me feel? And so if I look at my schedule and I'm like, okay, I'm spending about seven hours a week doing things for my sorority. You can sit back and be like, do I want to be spending seven hours a week on my sorority? Because sometimes if you don't have it laid out like this, you don't even think about how you're adding things. Or, okay, I'm spending 10 hours a week on homework how does that make me feel? Do I like how I'm spending that? Do I need to add more time? Have I not allocated enough time? She's going places. Okay, I'm spending five hours this week on she's going places. I probably need to add some more time there. Okay, so this week I can't. It really just helps you get a visual for where your time is going into what categories because before you know it, there's a lot of things that you're doing that you've outgrown and you're like, wait, actually, it's my last semester of senior year and I really want to prioritize social and fun plans and there's not a lot of light purple on my calendar. Let's add some because I really want to enjoy and spend a lot of time with people this week, right? Are you catching what I'm saying? And so you're able to evaluate how the different categories are making you feel and you're then able to cut back or add more where you're missing or having too much. So you're able to take a good audit of your life and how you're spending your time and really say, okay, I need more of this, a little bit less of this. And then overall, from a time management perspective, that is like a basic that you just absolutely need, in my opinion, because from there you have somewhere to go from. I feel like with time management, people always love to ask questions about it or they love to be stressed about it or it's just like a fun thing to talk about how busy you are. But then when you do this, you're really able to get a good sense of where your time is going so that we can go into the next step, which is review. I have a bunch of R's because you know I love a good alliteration. So first step, after you've done the audit, that's just like basic starting lever. First thing is review. In the review section, I want you to go through and cut the things that no longer serve you. And so you might be looking at your schedule and see, okay, I'm looking at this schedule and there is way too much of this color or I can't believe I'm still have that penciled in like I don't think I can swing that this semester. The point is is that if you're wanting to organize and manage your time you need to make space for new additions for new things and so if your calendar is packed full you're not gonna, it's like purging your closet, right? If you want new clothes or you're feeling bored of your wardrobe, you need to get rid of stuff first to make room for new things that inspire you or make you happy. But there, you only have so much room. Like you only have 24 hours in a day. You only have seven days in a week. And so like time, you're not gonna get more of it. And so you're going to have to cut somewhere to make space for new things you want to add or to incorporate breaks, whatever that looks like for you. And so cut the things that no longer serve you. Really look at where all of your commitments are. Like, do you have any outdated commitments that were maybe necessary last semester, but definitely can take a backseat this semester? Or do you have small groups or Bible studies or cert like things that you're doing that you've kind of outgrown? I remember there was a season where I was going to this Bible study out of obligation because I had joined it freshman year and all of a sudden I was a junior and I was like, this no longer really serves me. I'm not getting a lot out of this and it's taking up three hours of my Tuesday night. 
and I've just outgrown it and that's okay. And so then I was able to take that off and remove that commitment and get three hours back into my week. And I know when you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm disappointing people or oh, I'm frustrating people. Everyone knows how crazy their commitments are, especially if you're in college. And so if you really like, I just need those three hours back a week and I've really outgrown this small group or this doesn't really like serve me anymore. It's totally understandable. Do not stay in things out of obligation. Okay, like you need to own your own schedule. Another thing you might want to cut are like clubs and organizations where maybe you had more time last semester, but this semester you're just like, oh, I think I'm really going to need those extra hours for school. Like my semester's a lot harder this year. And so do not be a part of things that you cannot balance because here's the thing, all the extracurriculars, those are extra. That's why they're called extracurriculars. And so you need to have your priority like centralized items and then all the extras need to seriously go under review and be cut if they need to be cut because if you're doing all these extracurriculars and your core things are not going well you're going to spiral and you're going to be way more stressed than you should be because you know the core stuff needs more time but you're giving that time to things that maybe don't matter as much and that's kind of hard to hear because I love all the organizations that I'm involved in but even I've had to look at my last semester and be like okay Obviously, this is important, and I have committed to it, and so I'm still going to be involved, but I'm not going to let it stress me out. I'm not going to let it take front and center in my brain. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do, and that's just it. And it's okay if sometimes, and I'm talking to my, like, overachievers here, if you can only give certain commitments, like, if you're not ready to cut them, if you can only give them, like, B-level commitment or C-level commitment because you need to prioritize other things, that's okay for seasons too, which I am not. <laughs> I'm an A gal. I don't like thing. I don't like putting out B or C or D-level work. At that point, I would rather just quit, but sometimes it's okay to put things a little bit on the back burner if you can. If you still want to be in them, but you need to cut back a little bit, totally fine. And the last thing that I think you need to review, which you normally wouldn't put on a calendar, but old friendships, I think that it's really important for you to do an audit of the relationships that you have. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Taylor, why is this on a time management episode? Like, I'm here for the schedules. Go back to schedule. Go back to commitments. But when it comes to old friendships, I think it's really important to really evaluate where your friendship is at because a couple of things could happen. You could realize, wow, I've really outgrown this friendship and I'm the only one that texts her. I'm the only one who's ever trying to get us to do things. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about her. I'm worried about her. Maybe this friendship doesn't make me as happy as it did. Maybe I've just outgrown it. That takes up mental space and like pursuing that relationship takes up some of your time. And so it's just a good thing to review and I'll get to cut, not cutting friends, but you know what I mean. Or maybe there's a friendship where you're like, wow, I let my busyness get in the way of me prioritizing this friendship and I hate that and I, I need to make this person a priority. And then, you know, I need to dedicate more time in the week to this person or I need to actively be like, okay, I need to text them once a week or we need to try and get coffee every other week or I need to keep this person priority. Not every friendship you have can be priority, which is why it's not important to rank your friendships, but to think about the ones that you really want to invest in and spend more time with. That's just a really good thing to do. When it comes to old friendships, if you're looking to like maybe phase out of them, it's not about like you being like, okay, I'm now no longer this person's friend because I don't have a ton of time to dedicate to her. It's just more so 
maybe that friendship is taking up too much energy that you don't have and you guys can still be friends and acquaintances and if you see each other that's awesome but it's not the type of you don't need to be chasing people right and so just review those friendships and think to yourself like am I gonna sit here and like waste all of my energy trying to figure things out or smooth it over if it's worth it do it but I feel like sometimes when you review it, you're like, uh, maybe it's not worth it. Or maybe like I've been, I've been putting in a lot more work here and I just, I might not want to be stressed about this anymore. And so it's just also a good time of year to think about that and think about who you want to prioritize as well as what you want to prioritize. Next step is ranking. So after you review everything, you know, okay, I need to cut this. I need to add some of this. It's time to rank not all commitments are created equal. You need to rank your obligations and commitments based on priority. And so for me, a high priority item this semester for me, let's say, is this podcast. It's high priority. I love this podcast. I really want to be able to dedicate more time to the podcast, really promoting it well, really putting in energy. And so for me, podcast is priority number one, not like over everything, but again, category one through three, it's a one. And then maybe something that I'm involved in, like a committee I'm in of my sorority, that's going to be priority three. I still really care about my sorority. I still love my sorority. But that specific committee isn't something that I need to be like dying over. And if I have to say no to some things, that's okay. That's a priority three. But same thing in my sorority, I love leading a Bible study. And that has always been super important to me. And so that's a priority one. And so it's really thinking about where your commitments are and what you have to do. Like if like you're in a leadership role, that's probably going to be a little bit higher than something you're maybe just a member of. Um, there's just different things that you have on your plate. Like your academics should be priority one. Like there should only be a couple things in the priority one category. So be really careful about where you're ranking things. But it's important to know what's more important than the other because there's going to come a day, especially if you're busy where something is going to conflict with something else. And you're going to have to decide which is more important or which you need to give your time to. And if you have things kind of in your head of like, this is a number one priority, whereas like this is like a level three priority, it makes the decision making really easy because while you were not stressed and while you were very rational, you were able to put your obligations into categories. I'm trying to think of another good example. So maybe you're on a sports team and you really love being on the sports team and it's like a big time commitment, but you're still trying to do really well in school. School would be a priority one. Sports would be a priority two. And so if there was ever a huge test that you had the next day and you really needed to study, maybe instead of hanging out after your sports practice, you need to head straight home. Or maybe that day you really need to text your coach and be like, hey, can't make it. These are just examples. It's going to be different for everybody because everybody's priorities are different, but when push comes to shove, which it will, and when overlap happens, which it will, it'll really take the stress out of choosing what matters most. And if you're like me, I'll try and do both. And sometimes that just doesn't work and it just adds extra stress to your plate, which honestly makes you less productive. And then you feel like you're wasting your time anyway. And so a big tip of advice is to rank, just to rank all of your commitments because it really simplifies your rationale. And something that I had heard recently, I don't even remember where I heard it, is that there's just some things that can wait until tomorrow. And I don't normally relate to this. Like, 
I love a good to-do list and I would love to sit down and cross 17 things off my to-do list today. But in the same way, when you're prioritizing, which is something I learned at my internship, like there are some things that are like hot asks and you need to do them that day, but there's some long-term asks. For example, I had like a survey I had to fill out for a class and I was like, I want to get it done before class starts. But then I realized it wasn't due until next week and I was like, okay, don't stress yourself out about it. It's okay if you don't get it done before the first day of class. It can wait and you can prioritize it on another day. By doing this and really living out a mindset that there are certain things that can wait until tomorrow, you will be able to really focus on what you need to get done because sometimes I'll find myself being like, oh my gosh, I have to get X, Y, and Z done. Like I know, even though it's super toxic, for she's going places, if I have a clear Tuesday, which I do today for this episode that's coming out tomorrow on Wednesday. I've been so busy that I'm like, I'm just going to block off my entire afternoon Tuesday and dedicate it to She's Going Places. I don't need to stress out about it on Friday, and it will just be a number one priority on Tuesday. And so sometimes you have to do that. Is that always super ideal? No. Is this the routine I want to be in? No. But is it the routine I'm in now? Yes. And that's okay because certain things can wait. And sometimes if you get super obsessed with getting everything done on this like random schedule that you've created, once again, unneeded stress. And also sometimes you'll be able to push things back if like they, if someone gives you like a hard deadline, I'm not talking about class here, but it's like if someone needs something and they just picked like Friday and you're like, hey, I really don't have time this week. Can I give it to you Monday? Oftentimes like the answer is yes. Um, you just need to be responsible and take charge of your schedule. And last thing under rank is do not obsess over things that you cannot control. Sometimes things are not going to go how you want them to go. And sometimes your schedule is going to get messed up or crazy. It's really important for you to just regroup and stay calm. Because once again, getting stressed and getting overwhelmed makes you less productive. And so there's certain things that are going to change on the fly. And there's certain things that maybe won't go the way you want it to go. Or maybe you'll miss something. I don't know what's going to happen. But you cannot like obsess or get overly frustrated about what you can't control because you can't control it. And so just do your best, handle it how you can handle it, and then just move on. Okay, now that we've made an audit, we've reviewed all of our things, what we like and what we don't like. We've ranked our commitments of what we're keeping from top priority to least priority. Now you get to experience some relief. You will experience the relief associated with taking control of your time. That's the biggest thing about time management is owning it. Your schedule is for you and sometimes I even forget that and I feel like I'm doing all of these things for other people and that's where I'm saying like if it's not something that you enjoy doing or something that you need to do, really think about taking it off your schedule because at the end of the day, it's a schedule of your life. And sometimes I disassociate myself from my schedule and I don't think about how I'm spending my days and then a month will go by and I'll be like, oh my gosh, August was not great. And that's because I didn't take captive of my days and my time and I kind of let my own schedule bully me. And so experience the relief associated with taking control of your time and knowing you are the one who gets to choose what you put on your schedule and what you choose not to put on your schedule. I'm going to throw in here. This is the chance like the power of the no and saying no to things. Like it, it doesn't even have to make sense for you saying no to things. I got asked to do like a weekend commitment and I have nothing going on that weekend. I could have totally done it and it is something that I think I'd really like to do. 
But I ended up saying no because I was like, I don't need to be doing this. And sure, I have room for an extra commitment, but I probably would benefit from rest. And that's okay. And so you have control of your time. You have the power to say no. And you're going to love your life a lot more when you love how you spend every single day. I feel like in school rigidness or maybe work rigidness, the nine to five life, or whatever your school schedule looks like for me in high school, like the 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. life, you're not really loving your life because you're not loving how you're spending every single day. And then all of a sudden it's like the weekend and you're trying to like live your best life in two days when maybe you should be resting. It gets really frustrating and really confusing, I feel. And so take time to breathe during the weekday. And if you're not enjoying how your weekdays are going, I'm not saying you need to love every single one. But you do need to be doing something that you enjoy every single day. I feel pretty confident about that if you don't want to go crazy because I have not done that and I have gone crazy and then I get super overwhelmed, super upset, frustrated, and I get really down on myself. And so if you're really taking time, like today, I, I penciled in after class an hour of doing nothing where I was just going to eat lunch and just sit and watch YouTube an hour. And normally if you're scheduling time, you're like, that's not productive. But then now I'm like fresh. I am ready to take on a bunch of tasks. I've drank a Celsius. You guys know this episode is my energy is always sponsored by Celsius. And I did something for me in the middle of the day, even though it's maybe quote unconventional. And now I'm still ready to take on my day and I'll probably get more done today because I took that break as opposed to not and then just being exhausted and dragging for hours. And so Make time to do things that make you happy and excited. If that means a break, do it. If that means alone time, do it. If that means going on a walk because you're excited about it, do it. Working out, do it. Hanging out with friends, do it. Whatever it is, you need to love what you're doing. Obviously, there's hard things. Obviously, you're maybe not going to love going to school every single day. That's just a priority. That's what you're in college or school for. But other than that, like you really need to take control of your life. And I feel like I'm like beating a dead horse because I always say that. But I just feel like everyone needs to hear it. I know... When I listen to podcasts, sometimes it's really good to have repetition so that I'm like, this week, because I heard she's going places, I am going to take control of my schedule and I am going to practice these different things. Okay, so now we've reviewed, we've ranked, we're experiencing relief, and my last thing is that you might need to revisit. You can stop with the relief and that's where your schedule is going to carry you out. All the work that you put in to prioritize and cut things, you're really going to feel the sigh of relief from. And maybe you're going to have like a great couple weeks, a great day, maybe even a good month. But at some point, this podcast's like inspirationalness is going to wear off. You're going to forget that I said any of this. You're going to get busy. You're going to say yes to an extra thing. All of a sudden, you're going to look at your Google Calendar that you make and be like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And like all of a sudden you can just feel the stress and the overwhelm come on because I know I do this like the self-help yo-yo where I hear a really good podcast or read something awesome and it really applies for a week. I'm really good about it for a week. Maybe even two weeks. If I'm crazy, it's a month. But after that, all of a sudden you fall into old habits or if something didn't really stick all of a sudden you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, your schedule's bullying you again. And so I added in this last point where you're going to need to revisit. If you're feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed, there's going to be this constant need to be reevaluating your time 
and to change and reassess what's on your calendar, reassess your schedule. Like you could have something going on in your personal life. Like let's just say like your boyfriend broke up with you. Your priorities that week are going to be drastically different than maybe when you're on like your best game. And so be gracious with yourself. I feel like I should like make merch that says that because I feel like I always say that. Be gracious with yourself. I think that's really cute. Anyways, I just thought about that. You really need to be gracious with yourself because things are going to change. Life's going to get thrown at you. Not everything is going to fit perfectly in your color-coded calendar, and that's okay. And so you're going to need to be on your game about just really sitting down, and maybe it's what you do every Sunday is look at your calendar, look at your commitments, decide how like what you need to do to get the week done, and think about the fact that it's like nothing is set in stone, nothing is perfect. You're never going to achieve perfect time management. I will never achieve perfect time management. You're constantly evolving and growing and learning more about yourself. You're getting more mature, you're gaining more knowledge. And so, for example, at the start of my summer, some tasks that I had to do at my internship used to take me four hours because I didn't know how to do them, and now I can do them in 30 minutes. You're going to become more efficient. You're going to become more confident and comfortable in what you're doing, and so don't be afraid to constantly reevaluate. Like Maybe you blocked off two hours a week to clean your room, but instead, you're like, I can tidy my room at 15 minutes every single day, and then that's a lot less time than a two-hour purge clean and honestly it makes me feel good every single day like for example in the morning I take five to ten minutes to clean up my room I make my bed every single morning I try and put some stuff away right before I go to bed like just doing little things so it doesn't pile up and become super overwhelming and then it's another thing on your to-do list that you have to do and so those are my tips for time management I really hope that I've like answered a lot of your questions um, that I've been DM'd about what you guys have been curious about. I really hope that this blesses you going into your busy seasons of life and that you're able to take something from this and apply it. If you think a friend needs to hear this, make sure to share it over there with her. Remember, if you're not following us on Instagram, it's at She's Going Places Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. I promise I'm about to get back on my social media game. Just you wait. I'm back. I'm back in the schedule. I can block off time, time management. I'll be more efficient and I'll be pumping out some more content for you guys that I'm really excited about. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you loved this week's episode, make sure you go down below and leave us a review. Give me five stars so that more people can find She's Going Places. I seriously, it means the world. Don't forget to post on your stories. You guys have been tagging me in some of the cutest pictures ever of you guys posting about She's Going Places on your stories. And honestly, it makes me a little weepy. And so share She's Going Places with your friends so that I'll be able to reach more people and share with people and honestly do what I love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. You got this. I can't wait to see how you manage your time and let's go places together.